At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And as a matter of fact, this is both the swan song of the look ahead and the swan song for really our 2021 22 non football schedule. As starting up Tuesday morning, we're going to have a little bit of a new schedule and I am very glad to be with you guys. This is Greg Peterson, and I'll be here with you guys Monday through Friday if you're out there on the East Coast, midnight to 3. So we're going to have a little bit of a shuffling going on here, but we've got a great show tonight as we're going to be joined by so many great guests as Jason Weingarten. He does a tremendous job here at the network as he does the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. He's going to be joining me in a few minutes. We're going to be talking with him about some features in terms of baseball. Take a look forward at the slate that we've got on this Tuesday as well. It's, it's it's an expansive one as we're going to have every single team of Major League Baseball in action. So we're going to have a lot of fun there. We're also going to be talking with our good friends Ben Brown along with Matt Landis in our number two. Ben Brown does an amazing job over there at Pro Football Focus. Matt Landis, he does the Props and Hops podcast. He's going to be, they're both going to be joining me for a little bit of a round table. We're going to be taking a look at week one in the NFL and something we're going to be honing in on in week one in the NFL underdogs. Do we take a look at a lot of home underdogs? Do we maybe shy away from the home underdogs a little bit more in week number one? So we are going to be talking about that. And Chris Raybon, he does amazing work over there at the Action Network. He does a lot in terms of football betting, but on top of that, he's going to help you guys get a little bit set with regards to fantasy football as well. We'll probably wind up tying that in a little bit with taking a look at player props for the season as well, season-long props. So 
We've got a little bit of everything on the show tonight, and it is absolutely tremendous to be working with my good friend Jason Cotton. He is going to be coming at me when it is going to be the Greg Peterson experience in this time slot as well. One of the best in the business. He has lined up a great slate for tonight, and I mean, it cannot be understated. The work that everyone behind the scenes winds up doing. I know that Oliver wound up just having his last day. He posts up all the podcasts, vcin.com slash podcast. An amazing worker there, Taylor. He gets me set up on audio. And then you've got Nick, who he takes care of all the graphics that you wind up seeing on the screen. It is just absolutely a pleasure to be working with these guys. They are the best in the business. And something that is currently the best in the business right now, in terms of taking a look at what we're getting in the sports betting landscape, is those of you guys that are baseball betters, for one, I'm going to pour one out for one of the worst beats that you're going to see all year long in a minute. But we've also got to take a look at something that has been highly profitable slash not profitable based on the way that you'd wind up taking a look at it. One of my good friends, Jared Smith, he does absolutely amazing work at PicksWise. And this is something that I've been taking a look at as well because something that I've been noticing for this baseball season is that with regards to underdogs, they've been hitting right around 40% of the time. Give or take, based on the day, it's right around 60.2% that favorites have been winning outright this season. But something that I'm sure that you guys have been noticing along with myself is that a lot of these larger underdogs have been able to come through. And coming into what we wound up seeing on Monday, this illustrates it. On the money line, if you have taken minus 300 or greater favorites, and this is very relevant because we're going to be seeing at the minimum one of these on Tuesday because you've got the Braves versus the Colorado Rockies game that is going to be a very, very chalky game to say the least. You'd be 43 and 23 on the money line. Now, if you wind up just posting up a 43 and 23 record on your Twitter profile, typically people are thinking, oh, that's tremendous. But this winds up coming back to what we wind up saying so much on this network. You're not betting teams, you're betting numbers. And when you're laying minus $3 or greater, that winds up nipping you in the butt as if you want to take the money line and going 43 and 23, which is a pretty ridiculously good number, you would be down $1,021 if you put $100 on the money line. Not to mention, if you wound up, because these are bigger favorites, a lot of people, when they do wind up making these bets, instead of just putting down $100 to get back in these minus $3 favorites right around like 30 bucks or so, give or take what the exact amount of juice is, Instead, there's a lot of people that you wind up seeing minus 300. You put down the $300 to get back 100, and then you really come up snake eyes there, which is why you'll notice that if you wind up betting on the underdogs, then you throw out there the arbitrary number of plus 250 because when you wind up seeing a minus $3 line, typically you're going to be seeing it right around plus 250, typically, honestly, a little bit more. So I'm probably lowballing this on this one, but if at plus 250, you wind up just taking the money line on all of these underdogs, you would be up over $1,400 this season. So I do think that that's something to take note of. And you'll notice that this year has been a little bit more wonky than what we've seen in past years. In past years, a lot of these minus $3 favorites have actually not been too bad on the money line. It's just one of those cases in which what we're noticing this year in Major League Baseball is that if you're taking a look at a lot of these favorites, you want to either be taking a look at the run line in terms of the big giant demonstrative favorites, or you don't want to be taking a look at any of them at all. Because if you take a look at favorites of north of minus 250 this season, if you've been betting on them on the run line, it's actually been halfway decent for you. You've actually been able to make a little bit of money laying the run line on these big favorites rather than the money line. If you've been laying the minus 250 or greater 
I just laid it out. It's been relatively bad for you. It trickles down to minus 250. I mean, really where it winds up cutting off is a little bit more minus $2. Once you wind up getting into these shorter favorites, they've actually been able to do quite a good job for you. So I do think that that has been interesting to take a look at with regards to this baseball season. And you just never know what you're going to be able to get in Major League Baseball. I alluded to it a few minutes ago. We've got to pour one out for you guys that wind up having this one because it's only right on the look at. We're going to be looking at to the baseball slate in the next segment, but we got to pour one out to anyone that wound up having this first five Arizona Diamondbacks versus Philadelphia Phillies game. I am the moron that wrote, wrote up the under for DK Nation, and trust me, I will be holding myself accountable to bad calls. This was a cataclysmically terrible call right here because I thought that Madison Bumgarner was actually going to not live up to the name of Mad Bum. I should have known this. With the name Mad Bum, you should know that he's probably going to come out and look like a bum, and well, he lived up to the name, so he was as advertised, but the Phillies were up by a count of 7-0 to going into the bottom of the fourth inning. If you wound up having the first five in this one, it was looking great. Now, Dave Tooley, who wound up joining me on the look at yesterday, he was on the Arizona Diamondbacks' first five, so this wound up going a little bit more rosy for him. I personally did wind up taking the Arizona Diamondbacks' money line here, so that's actually looking very, very good now, but we wound up seeing a circumstance in which the Phillies went from up 7-0, to going into the bottom of the fourth inning. They lost the first five by five runs. They gave up a six spot in the fourth inning and a six spot in the fifth inning. And what is a big important takeaway here is that you can't wind up getting bogged down too much by one beat, and you can't wind up getting too high and mighty over one beat as well. Because if right now, if you have the Arizona Diamondbacks first five, you should be feeling very, very charmed and feeling very, very good that this one wound up coming in. Meanwhile, if you wound up having the Philadelphia Phillies first five, well, you probably want to take a lap. I'm sure that there was an adult beverage or two that was slammed down immediately when you wound up seeing the fourth and fifth innings in this one. But I do think that's something that we wind up doing as sports bettors is we wind up taking a look at the results themselves. But sometimes some of the biggest adjustments that need to be made are on wins slash losses. Like right now, I'm sitting with the Arizona Diamondbacks money line. I'm feeling very good about that. But the biggest adjustment I'm going to need to wind up making once this game winds up going final is adjusting the way that I take a look at Madison Bumgarner, who, by the way, he has now given up at least five runs in each out of his last six starts. We talk about some of these fades of pitchers like Patrick Corbin, the turkey tosser himself. You've also got so many of the guys like whenever Yohan Adon has been up at the major league level, which, by the way, if you've been taking a look at Yohan Adon at the minor league level, he's got an ERA north of seven at AAA, so... If you're looking for some good AAA fades, whenever Yohan Adon winds up taking them out, that's essentially been free money at this point. But if you take a look at some of these big, giant, fadeable pitchers, he is certainly towards the top of the list. And it is interesting to always wind up being able to take a look at some of those ordeals. And for those of you guys that are live bettors as well, I'm going to be having this chat on my baseball betting podcast as well with Holden Kushner. There are certain ways that you're able to attack bullpens and something that I feel like our good friend Holden does a great job with the Denver City cast, and that's one of the nice things that we wind up doing here at VEASAN. We've got so many of these city casts, like Holden does the one in Denver, Will Hill does one in New York, Danny Burke in Chicago, Daniel Avari in Los Angeles. It tackles sports betting from a little bit more of a local perspective, but what I think is really important to take a look at in terms of being able to find a little bit of value in terms of just being able to reduce the juice on so many of these lines, because I do think that there is some value in being able to bet live in terms of a lot of these baseball games where you've got something that I talked about a little bit earlier, these shockier money lines. Like I know that a lot of people have done this to be able to reduce the juice in a lot of your LA Dodgers games. I personally have just wound up going run line or the other side. 
in terms of the Dodgers because they wind up winning by a count of three to two on Monday. But with the Dodgers, that was a very rare one run win for them. As a matter of fact, they've won 89 games this far this season, 78 have been by multiple runs. So if you've been taking a look at the run line of the Dodgers, you've been able to reduce the juice on the losses. Meanwhile, on the wins, especially when they're like, say, sub minus 150, this was an instance against the Miami Marlins where you were finding their run line a little bit closer to right around a pick price, minus 105, somewhere in that neighborhood. You wind up reducing the juice on those losses. Meanwhile, on the wins, when they're at home and they're laying this sort of a number, you're actually able to get a little bit of a plus price. But I do think that taking a look live at some of these bullpens and being able to fade them, it does wind up being able to lend a lot of value because you do wind up having quite a few of these, shall we say, lesser teams like the Kansas City Royals, for instance, that they do wind up giving up a bunch of runs. We've wound up seeing this in the Pirates versus Brewers game where the Brewers, they were down by a count of 5-3. to three. They rally and they rally to not just be able to win outright but they rally to be able to cover the run line as well. Something that I'll be doing when I wind up getting off as well is taking a look at Corbin Burns and shading him down a little bit as he has now given up four plus runs in each out of his last two starts against the Pittsburgh Pirates. That was not necessarily a great showing, but something that is just, in my opinion, very, very important to do when it comes to just doing your handicaps in general is when it comes to wins and losses, obviously it's very important because it tells you where your bankroll's at and that always needs to be done, but take a look at the context in terms of the win slash loss because let me tell you right now, something that is going to be adjusted is my numbers on Madison Bumgarner. I feel for any of you guys that wound up having the Phillies first five, but we're going to try to make you feel a little bit better because our good friend Jason Weingarten, he does an absolutely amazing job of taking a look at the game of baseball along with his podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. He's going to be joining me next right here on The Look At on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. 
I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe can win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. On VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look At is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches. It is the simpler way to experience nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a fresher and simpler way to enjoy nicotine has helped millions of people achieve lasting change by offering a smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. Not sure about you, but there have been many times in my life where I knew I needed to make a change, and I just wasn't quite ready. I'm sure that there's a lot of smokers and dippers that can relate. Zinn understands that there isn't one right time to make change. Everyone's on a little bit of a different journey, and everyone's timeline is just a tad bit different. So when you're feeling ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. And if you're thinking about making change and you want to learn a little bit more today, check out Zinn Nicotine Pouches at Zinn.com. That is ZYN.com. Warning, this is a product that contains nicotine and nicotine. It is an addictive chemical. As we're back here on The Lookout with myself, Greg Peterson. Great to be joined by Jason Weingarten. Follow him on Twitter at Spread of PDS. This man does a great podcast. Visit on the wide world of Weingarten Podcast. You know, find that wherever you get your podcast. And Jason, it is always a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Nice, nice beer. How's it going? It is going great. And Jason, I know that you're a man that you're locked into a little bit of everything when it comes to the baseball market. Has there been anything that has really been standing out to you the last week or two in terms of teams that you've had to adjust a little bit of a rating on or maybe a team that has gotten down a little bit too low in terms of the futures market that you feel like there's starting to be a little bit of value on? You know, uh... I think Baltimore keeps outplaying their expectations. They uh, they really, you know, uh, went into Houston this weekend and played pretty well. So, uh, you know, I keep betting them almost on a daily basis at this point. I think the value with them is, you know, game to game instead instead of trying to, you know, uh, dump money into a future at this point. And then the other team, I think the uh, Guardians have, have been up and down and, uh, I, I'm really impressed with them lately. I think uh, they actually they're they're facing Baltimore starting this uh, the, tomorrow. They are. So that's uh, that's almost uh, a playoff series to uh, get us started this week. Yep. And for me, I'm right there with you. I've been betting a lot of the Guardians recently. I've been betting a lot of the Orioles recently. So it's like trying to pick your favorite child in this one, especially with Cal Quattro who wound up throwing. I believe it was seven scoreless innings in his last start against the P- Padres. That was a nice cash there. And then Spencer Watkins, who I just still remember last year, he had an eight ERA. He's had a dramatic turnaround ever since he's come back to the minor, come back from the minors. And right now we're finding the Guardians between about a minus 145, minus 150 favorite, depending upon where you look. How do you wind up playing one, a situation like this? Because I like you. I like both of these teams. I've been able to make some nice money off of both of them the last few weeks. And a little bit of a tough decision, but I default a little bit more to an underdog in this sort of circumstance. Yeah, uh, I, I look at Baltimore. I'm probably not going to rush in and play them overnight right now, but uh, definitely that's that's where my uh, my money would 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 be tomorrow. 
like most days, though. <laughs> yep, I do not blame you there. And one thing that I find to be interesting about both the Guardians and the Orioles is that I feel like one of the biggest things with both of these teams has really been the bullpen pitching, which is why they have been able to lend a lot of value, not just with regards to the money line, but also in terms of the first five. And I do feel like these are the sorts of teams that you're able to trust in terms of the futures market. Now, when it comes to Orioles and the Guardians, it's going to be a long shot for them to be able to knock off a team like the Astros in a five or seven game series when it comes to postseason. But when it comes to taking a look at the futures market right now, value is starting to dry up a little bit, but I still feel like there is some good circumstances in which you're able to get in, you're able to get a better price than if you wind up waiting, say, 30, 35 days from now. But what I do think is very important is taking a look at both of these bullpens and depth when it comes to starting pitching. I'm not sure if you have a little bit of a different philosophy here, but I think that those are just so such important factors when it comes to being able to take a look at MLB futures this time of year. Uh, at this at this point in the season, I tend to focus on pennant futures because we have a pretty good idea of who's going to be in the field. So um, if I am inclined, I would uh, focus, you know, on a, a pennant future as opposed to a World Series future. I always like to uh, go with the pennant over the World Series just because you never know what's going to happen in that that last leg, the championship leg. Um, but besides that. I uh, I think the way to go is the, the 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 World Series matchup. If you're confident, if you like the Guardians, if you like somebody who's not the Astros or the Yankees, to pair them with whoever you think it's going to be. If it's the Mets or the Dodgers or somebody else, but you tend to get bigger odds on those uh, those matchup props if oh. you're trying to pick the World Series. You oh, you absolutely are. I mean, you take a look at some of these matchup props. If you wind up trying to do a little bit more of an exact, and we're going to see more and more books wind up coming out with these in future weeks as well. A lot of times, if you wind up fading the Astros, which you were talking about a little bit earlier, a lot of these exact ones, like we're just going to spitball here. The Atlanta Braves, for instance, not the number one seed out there in the NL, but a team that has been able to get relatively hot against a team that is not the Astros, like say the Seattle Mariners, you're going to be able to get a massive plus price on that. And is this a case in which if you do wind up taking a little bit of a look at this, maybe you wind up taking like two or three big north of 20 to one shots and you hope that one of them winds up hitting? Um, it really, really depends on what, what teams you're, uh, you're kind of zeroing in on. If it's uh, someone like the Guardians, you probably only have to play the Dodgers or the Mets. Um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're playing a, uh, if you want to play multiple um you know al teams and tie them to either dodgers or the mets you could do that uh i would personally probably stick to maximum maximum two of those probably even focus on one if you can but um there'll be plenty of time once playoff comes to continue to you know get into these positions yep because i do think that the big thing that we're taking a look at right now in terms of the playoffs and the bracket really starting to get set is what winds up happening with the wild card teams because at this point, most of these divisional races, they're starting to get squared away. You could wind up seeing a team not named the Guardians be able to win the AL Central. I will believe it when I wind up seeing it, especially with the way that the Chicago White Sox have just stubbed their toe every single step of the way. And I'm someone from the state of Wisconsin, and I think the Brewers are pretty dead for being able to make the postseason at this point as well. Great rally on Monday has not been going their way. But what I do think is interesting is taking a look at these wildcard teams because when it comes to the three-game series, I believe that if I wound up seeing it correctly, all three of the games wind up going 
to the team with the better seed in. I think that that's something very important to take a look at for a team like, for instance, the Toronto Blue Jays because they wind up playing that series at home versus on the road. That is, in my opinion, very big for their outlook. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Blue Jays are a pretty good team, and uh, once you get in those series, anything can happen. It all comes down to the pitching performances, really. So, uh, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these teams can uh, create upsets just uh, by virtue of of the pitching staff they've put together. I do agree with you there, and the team that I've really been looking at a little bit more in terms of a long shot that would actually be a team that I felt like they did a good job of being able to assemble. To your point, the pitching staff at the deadline, and that would be the Seattle Mariners because they have not necessarily been playing high-scoring games all season long, really, other than Enjo Junio Suarez along with Julio Rodriguez. Not a lot of power in the lineup, but they did a great job picking up Luis Castillo at the deadline. I was talking about bullpen pitching a little bit earlier. Since the beginning of June, I believe that they are still number one in the big leagues in terms of bullpen ERA. What have you been making out of what the Seattle Mariners have been doing really over the last few months or so? Because this is a team that just as I watch them more and more, I just continue to warm up on them. And with the Seattle Mariners, I think that this could be the team, other than perhaps the Astros and the Yankees, that could make some noise in the American League playoff. Been really impressed with the Luis Castillo acquisition. He's come in and really solidified their rotation with uh, Robbie Ray up top. So um, anytime you have a Castillo-Ray combo and you can get some performance out of George Kirby or somebody else on that staff, Marcos Gonzalez, you can absolutely compete in a playoff series. And that's what it comes down to is, can these teams compete? Are they built for playoff baseball? And it's pretty clear at this point the Mariners are built to win in the playoffs this year. So it wouldn't surprise me to see them upset the uh, the Yankees. It would surprise me to see them upset the Astros so far because it just seems, you know, in their head-to-heads, they haven't been um, good enough to compete against the Astros this year. But, uh, you know, if this team comes together, if the pitching really, uh, you know, really gels in the playoffs, they are definitely a World Series contender. And I do agree with you there. I'm actually friends with a gentleman that winds up doing pre and post game work for the Seattle Mariners. And something we talk about all the time is the fact that the Astros just always have seemed to have the Seattle Mariners number, not just this year, but in years past as well. So I am in total agreement with you on that front. But when it comes to just taking a look at the landscape of baseball as well, because you wind up seeing, you wind up saying that you wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees wind up subbing their toe against the Seattle Mariners. Meanwhile, the Astros would a little bit more. How much do you wind up factoring in the fact that balls that were flying out in like June, July, they might not wind up doing so in October, and that could hurt a team like the Yankees? Well, that assumes that we're not going to get a different playoff baseball. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know that for a fact. Or, you know, I, I don't know that, that we are going to get a different baseball, but um, weird things happen when the playoffs start, you know. Um, games start to matter more. I don't know. I, I'm I, I, I'm really interested to see how we get through these next, you know, 34 games or so. And, you know, once the playoffs start, playoffs start, and, you know, I'll worry about it then. Absolutely. But what we're going to be worrying about next, the Tuesday card right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is football season. Betters know that this is where the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and that's why it's time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prepare for the college and football seasons 
Our experts provide profiles for every single team with advanced stats, power rankings plus, best bets on season win totals, division finishes, player awards, and so much more. Sign up early and get a discounted rate of $175. You get both guides plus college basketball season. You wind up getting a guide that I'm working on. Full access to VSIN all the way through the Super Bowl. Or if you wind up joining us for $40 a month, you're able to see everything that VSIN has to offer to up your betting game. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. Guys, we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and being rejoined by Jason Weingarten. And Jason, I know you do a great job, for one, with your podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. People are able to get that wherever they get wherever they get podcasts. But I also know that you're a guy that you do a great job of taking a look at these MOB markets overnight. And as of right now, just taking a look at a little bit of a once-over on the board. Has there been anything that has stood out to you or anything that you've perhaps fired on to this point? Well, I like getting the Mets as a dog at home tomorrow with the Dodgers coming off, uh, you know, ex- extra innings and having to fly into New York tonight. I think uh, getting the Mets as a dog here is a pretty good deal. But uh, other than that, we're getting right into the end of the the regular season. We're getting into the uh, the when the rosters expand going into September, and I start eliminating teams like i won't bet tomorrow on the a's versus the nationals i just won't bet on you know two teams like that anymore i don't see any you know like they'll play they're still going to be competitive but i'm not going to make heads or tails of those teams for the final month of the season um i'll slowly pull back on on some of these less competitive teams down the stretch so uh you know like tomorrow i said i'll I'll be focused on the Mets Dodgers, the Baltimore uh Cleveland game. Uh but but you start looking at the board and you see, you know, the Cardinals are minus two ten, Tampa's minus two thirty-five, uh the Blue Jays are minus two twenty. It's it's just a lot of really heavy favorites this time of year. Yep, it certainly is. We're starting to see a big giant divide between the haves and the have nots and when you do wind up having these big, ch- giant, chalky money lines, is there any time that you want to take a look and you try to perhaps be able to reduce the juice and being able to back some of these favorites that you think have a little bit of advantage or vice versa when we wind up seeing some of these big underdogs like right now? We're seeing the Colorado Rockies get up to darn near $3 pretty much everywhere that I'm seeing right now. Is there an opportunity where the number just winds up getting up so big that you wind up firing it on a team if you think that the starting pitcher is going to be able to give you an honest effort? Yeah. I mean, the nice thing is, is a lot of the time when you're taking a, a, a dog that's you know going to be three to one or whatever, like the Rockies tomorrow, um, you, you know pretty quickly if you're in it or not. If uh, if you get blown out early, you just kind of shrug your shoulders and say, "Well, what did you expect? It was a three to one dog?" Um, it's always more painful though when you lose a one run game with a, a three to one dog, and you know you had so many chances to to win it and you didn't. But yeah, I mean, it is it is opportunity season right now, and uh, if you're selective and uh, you you could find those opportunities, you know, pretty much daily at this point with uh, with really uh, really inflated money lines down the stretch. Your point in terms of losing three to one dogs by one run, I still remember it's going to happen a lot, and that's just the nature that it's meant to happen. And you're going to say, "Well, I should have won. I almost won." Yet point that's. That's why they keep coming back. And I think everyone has that one closer that haunts their dreams because they want up blowing a bunch of three-to-one dog tickets. 
I still go back to the 2018 season, and every single time I had a three to one dog ticket that wound up losing by one run, it was because Fernando Rodney wound up blowing a save. So it was Fernando Rodney that wound up being mine that wound up costing me so much that season. But that is going to wind up happening. But I think that it is interesting what you were alluding to a few minutes ago as well, taking a look at teams and you just wind up crossing them off the list. What is the biggest reason for this? Because I do think that there are a lot of times in which some of these teams in which it's pretty grody right now, like with the Washington Nationals. They're just trying to see what they've got out there. But at the same time, I do think that there sometimes is a team or two, like I take a look at the Arizona Diamondbacks right now, that they're obviously not going to be competing for the postseason, but they've been giving you a good effort, and they've got some relatively start, solid starting pitching. So what's the biggest, biggest reason for Xing off some of these teams that they just wind up being out of the hunt in general? Well, like the Reds, for example, today, they were starting Chase Anderson, and it wasn't necessarily because they wanted to start chase anderson it was literally because he was the next arm available in the organization that was healthy enough to pitch and you just get to a certain point with with some of these teams like you know they'll say the right things they'll they'll continue to compete but like the reds just don't have the pitching staff right now to finish the season they're you know they're doing whatever they can to get the the innings out of the arms they have that are healthy um i just don't want to play roulette every day and see who shows up and who doesn't um you know at this point in the season i can focus on uh you know the 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 positions i feel more confident in and i start getting more and more opportunities with uh college football and nfl so um there's always no shortage of of volume this time of year absolutely you are so right Mm. about that because college football you wind up having 60 plus games every single weekend there and then we're going to get some Tuesday action relatively soon as well, which is always nice. And I know that you do a great job in terms of the NFL futures board as well. Like I know that you were invested a little bit last season in Cooper Cup and the amazing season that he wound up having. And just in terms of your portfolio right now for the upcoming NFL season, have there been any, any futures that have really caught your eye and you fired in onto this point? Yeah, I just started putting together portfolio NFL, NFL wise the last uh, couple of weeks and, you know, every day I add a little bit more. Um, I'll, I'll highlight two bets I made at big odds that I think are interesting. The first one being uh, worst record in the NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 250 to one. Um, you know, Tom Brady's 45 years old. He's 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 clearly, but his face has been redone. Um, his lips don't move when he talks. He's been Botoxed, you know. Um, he just doesn't, doesn't seem like he's a hundred percent there. I don't know what's going on and he's saying all these things and it's just not, not a a team. I think like Julio Joe, Julio Jones is is old. You know, these guys are all old. They're all injured. It's, it's really only going to take a couple, couple injuries for uh, Tampa to go downhill quickly. And, you know, history is not kind to 40 year old, let alone 45 year old quarterbacks. Um, I just think if uh, people think he's going to walk away into the sunset, Tom Brady, it's not going to happen. I, I, I would like to see them, you know, have a losing season, perhaps the worst season in the NFL. The uh, the other one I like is Cavante Turpin, the uh, the wide receiver undrafted on the Cowboys. He's eligible for offensive rookie of the year. He's getting reps with the first team offense early in the season. They have uh, openings at wide receiver, so. Um, he's definitely in the mix to get touches. I think he's useful, 
you know, out in space and jet sweeps and all that stuff. He's 26, coming off being the USFL MVP, so um, no reason not to start using him. You know, it's not like you're saving or developing a 26-year-old. It's time to throw him into the fire. And uh, he's a kick returner. He's a punt returner as well. Had a kick and a punt return for a touchdown uh, week two of the preseason versus the Chargers. So I bet him at 100 to 1. I think that's a interesting bet with a wide open offensive rookie of the year pool. Yep, and it's something that you can take a look at in terms of the NBA as well when you wind up seeing some of these guys that they wound up having an illustrious college basketball career. And while their upside might not be as great, when you wind up getting those 22, 23 year olds, they typically wind up coming out firing all cylinders their rookie year. So to your point, I do think that that's worth a look. And when it comes to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm sorry, I just could not wind up help myself, but laugh a little bit at the Tom Brady Botox that was happening there. But with that said, when I take a look at that division, the one team that I really like in there is the New Orleans Saints. I don't know what you have an outlook on for them for the upcoming season, but they're really that one team in the division that I'm feeling rather bullish on because they wound up having a bunch of injuries. No question losing Sean Payton hurts them, but I think that the Saints to be able to make the postseason is worth a little bit of a flyer. You're able to get some plus money there. And then I wasn't able to fire in on them to be able to win the division yet. A little lofty for me, but I do think that the Saints, they've got a good chance to be able to make some noise out there in the South. I think everybody has a chance to make noise this year, um, especially when you look at the the big teams in the, the, the NFC, you know, the Packers, the Rams, the Bucks. History is not kind to old quarterback. This is an unusual thing to see so many old quarterbacks you know, at the top of MVP and favorite boards. Like, look, you see the Bucks, Packers, Rams, top three in the NFC and in the odds. Like, just unusual to see such old quarterbacks leading the way. It only takes a couple injuries for this whole board to flip around and wide open with an injury or two. It is always good. It is always interesting to take a look at these aging stars. It feels like 40 is a new 30, but you always look young, Jason. Always do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. Jason always does great work. And the wide world of Wine Garden, you're able to take a look at that wherever you download your podcast. He does a great job on that. And let's take a look at a quarterback that hopefully has not had both talks. We talk about Jimmy G next right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. 
Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born and Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pools of fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to dive in on the action. Blue Moon, made brighter. 21 years or older, terms and conditions, and other eligibility restrictions. They do apply to DraftKings.com for details. For usual, please do drink responsibly. Yes, we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and great to have on Jason Weingarten. Does a great job hosting the podcast, The Wide World of Weingarten. Joining me the last two segments, talking a lot of baseball and taking a little bit of a look at the NFL futures market as well as he Wound up taking the Buccaneers to be the worst team in the NFL. I am not going to go that bold, but I do think that the New Orleans Saints out there in the South may provide a little bit of value. I've got a, I've got a position on them to make the playoffs. I've not been able to get there quite on them to be able to win the division. I don't know if I would be able to go quite that far, but I do think that it's going to be a solid year for them. And this has been a team that I've been taking a look at quite a bit, and we wound up seeing some big news from them on Monday. That would be the San Francisco 49ers because... I've been of the proponent that if the San Francisco Giants were to start this season, Jimmy G, rather than Trey Lance, I would have liked their win total over. Meanwhile, with Trey Lance, I don't like it so much just because when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers, I feel like the quarterback that honestly gives them the best chance to win in 2022. Now, once again, 2023, 2024, beyond, I do think that there is significant upside with Trey Lance because he's a little bit more of a rock quarterback, but he's got just better athleticism, a guy that just did not wind up getting a lot of reps the last few seasons in general at North Dakota State. His final year in which it was really shortened due to COVID, he only winds up playing one game there and at the FCS level on top of that. So a little bit of a two-pronged sort of negative on that front. Wound up getting some reps last season and I would say that he showed some flashes but at the same time proved that he was a little bit raw as well and we did wind up seeing Jimmy G and the San Francisco 49ers come to a little bit of an agreement. Tuesday, or Monday, we're going to call it afternoon. And I do think that this is important to take a look at because I'm not going to be taking a position either way with the San Francisco Giants or the San Francisco 49ers at this point, whether or not to take their win total over on under. But with that said, what I'm going to be taking a look at with the 49ers is seeing how this quarterback sort of situation winds up continuing to meld because I do think that 
when it comes to the 49ers, it's a little bit of a dangerous game. And if they wind up playing it correctly, it could be very good for them because when it comes to having two guys like Jimmy G along with having Trey Lance, this is not the situation where a few years ago, you may recall Ryan Fitzpatrick, he was pretty much a reliever for like three or four quarterbacks. You could wind up having them a little bit interchangeable because Fitzpatrick was a little bit more of an aging guy. And Jimmy G, it's not like he's super young at this point, but there were a lot of teams that if they were able to get his, their hands on Jimmy G, I feel like they would have been able to elevate themselves. Like if he would have went to the Carolina Panthers, would the Carolina Panthers be going to the Super Bowl this year? No, but at the same time, I think that he would have been a better option than any of the guys that they wind up having on their roster. You're able to say the same for the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were hearing a lot as to whether or not the Cleveland Browns should invest in Jimmy G for one year and then wind up passing the baton to Deshaun Watson once his suspension winds up being over and what that could wind up doing. So you're able to take a look down the list at that, but I feel like you've got the rule of one in this one. You get one switch. No matter what winds up happening at the quarterback spot, the team has already said publicly that they're going to be going with Trey Lance. I feel like they've got one chance to be able to throw out their Jimmy G. If you do wind up having Trey Lance wind up struggling, and then if you wind up trying to play musical quarterbacks like we wind up seeing with like Ryan Fitzpatrick while he was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or a situation much like that, it's just not going to be able to work out. But I do think that they wind up Having something wind up happening to Trey Lance, there is going to be a lot of upside with the San Francisco 49ers just because I take a look at Trey Lance and I just don't know if I feel great about his downfield passing abilities at this point. No question he's going to be able to do a lot more in terms of being able to extend plays, be able to move around with his feet. He does an absolutely amazing job on that front. But Jimmy G, he came one throw away from being able to lead the San Francisco 49ers to a Super Bowl back in the 2019 and into the 2020 season as well. And now you're able to say, well, maybe Trey Lance winds up making that one pass. I don't think so at this point. Maybe Trey Lance in like 2024, 2025, fair argument to wind up having. Trey Lance in 2022, I don't know if he winds up making that pass. And honestly, I would say most likely he does not wind up making that pass. So you still have the South defense with the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, the ground game with Debo Samuel being able to come out as a Swiss Army Knife guy being inked in the offseason, that winds being able to help them out as well. The one thing that's really different from the 49ers run when they want to making the Super Bowl is that Raheem Mostert is now with the Miami Dolphins, and he was a big cog of that. But we wound up seeing the passing of the baton, for lack of a better term, in terms of the ground game last season out of necessity. And the 49ers were able to do a good job of being able to mix and match. And what I do think is interesting with the 49ers as well is just taking a look at what you're going to be able to get out of George Kittle this season because a lot of people, they forget that George Kittle was a little bit banged up last season. He wound up having a season that you wouldn't necessarily expect from him. He still was able to put up right around 70 or so catches despite the fact that you wound up missing three games outright. And you can tell that there were a few games that George Kittle wound up playing in, but George Kittle was not necessarily the guy that you would expect him to be. He was not at full strength. So I do think that that is something that really does need to be taken a look at because I do think that him being at full strength and from everything I've heard, everything that I've seen in terms of him in practices, what have you, it looks like we wind up getting a 100% George Kittle, how long that winds blasting. That is a little bit DBD because you can just never wind up banking on a guy being healthy for a full 17 games, no matter who they are. I mean, we've seen just so many of these guys 
whether it be the most mo whether it be the most statue of statue quarterbacks, or if it winds up being a solid wide receiver, running back, list goes on and on. Everyone does wind up going through injuries, but with the San Francisco 49ers team, I just think the fascination with them is how do they wind up starting out this season now? Because now that you've got Jimmy G pretty much coming back on a one-year deal, it does lead to this team needing to get off to a little bit of a good start. And you know what? The first two weeks, it can't work out a whole heck of a lot better for them. You wind up going on the road to the Chicago Bears, who the more that I look at it, the more that I think that this might be the team that winds up winning the fewest games in the NFL this season. I've been pretty steadfast in the Atlanta Falcons. I'd have no fear because they do wind up facing off against the Atlanta Falcons in week number six. Granted, it is a road game, but I do take a look at sort of that first six-game batch for the San Francisco 49ers, and regardless of who's the quarterback, it should be a good go for them. They wind up playing the Bears on the road, and not only do they wind up getting the Seattle Seahawks in week number two, they get the Seattle Seahawks at home. One of the best home field advantages out there in football, the 12s, despite the fact that the Seahawks, they are going to be throwing out their Geno Smith and or our good friend Drew Locke putting on for his city. It is a case in which it's going to be relatively rough for them, but then you wind up getting two rougher games going on the road to Denver, especially early on in the season when the conditioning, it might not be there for a lot of these teams. We notice that early on during a lot of these seasons when teams wind up going to Denver, they do wind up having their struggles and then they play out to the LA Rams. And it's a little bit of a rough stretch before you wind up getting road games, but not necessarily the toughest of road games against the Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. I would say that a conservative sort of guesstimation as to where the 49ers should be is 4-2 and two at this point. And if the 49ers are 4-2, you know what? It's business as usual, pretty much where you'd expect them to be. If they wind up starting out 3-3, three and 2-4, three, and four, you wind up sounding the alarms because from there, you wind up getting the Chiefs, the Rams, the Chargers, the Cardinals, a team I think is going to be very good this season, the New Orleans Saints, the Miami Dolphins. It's really where the rubber winds up meeting the road, but I do think that this is a 49ers team of which they do have upside with Jimmy G if they do wind up throwing him out there at some point. I do think that this is just sort of one of these situations that it could wind up being a case as well that the worst thing that could wind up happening for the 49ers is they wind up getting off to a relatively good start, like say 5-1, because you wind up seeing the middle part of their schedule. It gets really, really tough, and I don't know if Trey Lance is going to have what it takes to be able to get through the grind in general of a 17-game season because I'll allude to it once again. He played one game his final year at North Dakota State, so he's not used to going through that grind. Now, one thing that you are able to say is that while playing at North Dakota State prior to that COVID 2020 year, you've got the FCS playoffs, and that's a little bit more expansive than the college football playoffs, so you do wind up having that experience under the belt of Trey Lance, but you've got limited reps from no doubt, a defense that is going to provide him with a chance to win darn near every single time. The San Francisco 49ers wind up taking the field. He's got good support with the skill position players on top of that. A running game that I think is going to be relatively solid this season with the way that Debo Samuel was able to continue to progress as the season wound up going along. But I do have my question marks here, and I do think that taking a look at the 49ers from a game-to-game perspective, especially if you do wind up seeing a midseason change, that is going to be able to provide some value moving forward. And we're going to hope to provide you some value here on Tuesday. It's coming up next. Going to be taking a look at my DK Nation pick for the MLB for Tuesday right here on VSIN, the Sports Bank Network.
What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win, and there's two ways to win, and there's two ways to win, and there's two ways to win. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus